I think there's been times in my life where, you know, I honor God with my mouth, with my words, with my concerts, with my songs. And, and then deep down, I know that my relationship with the Lord is not where it needs to be. And, you know, I, I think maybe people don't like to hear that from their Christian role models, but I think people need to hear that from their Christian role models. I think the leaders are the, the ones who don't lead with some false perception of perfection, but instead the ones who lead with the, the cracks in their, in their heart, the one who, who let God shine through, you know, the shadows, the, the parts of their life that are less than put together. This is Charisma Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Chris Johnson. Matthew West joins me today. You probably know the name or his music or both. Matthew's a singer-songwriter, and when I think of him, I think of songs that tell stories. Maybe you do too. Matthew's also the author of five books, including his latest on identity. It's called, Hello, My Name Is. Matthew's been nominated for a Grammy quite a few times, five to be exact, and he's won lots of other awards, including the Dove Award Songwriter of the Year in 2018. He's won an American Music Award, a Billboard Music Award, and we could just go on and on with all these awards. Fantastic. His songs have gone gold and platinum, and he's got more than 130 songwriting credits to his name. He's also launching a podcast this month, and it's called the Matthew West Podcast, so it shouldn't be too hard to find, and I'm sure that's going to be lots of fun. So, Matthew, thanks for spending some time with us here on Charisma Connection. Well, thanks for having me today. I really appreciate it. It's good to speak with you. And it's great to have you. I don't want to keep you too long because you might be in the middle of a creative process. <laughs> could, <laughs> could, could you uh, fill us in on some of your uh, processes and how you come up with lyrics and music to your songs? Well, you're right about one thing. I, I feel like I'm always in some form or another of a creative process. And I always warn people to be careful what they say to me because they might wind up in a song. So, um, <laughs> you know, I guess I've, I've always had a hard time turning that part of my brain off and I'm always just uh, creating new things. And so even here in an age of, you know, 2020 being the year where nothing is as it was planned to be, uh, I have continued to find just some uh, new creative flow and, and new inspiration for different types of projects and continuing to write songs. But, but a typical day for me is that nothing is typical. So one day I might be doing interviews like this and getting the chance to talk to you. Another day I might be in a songwriting appointment. I write songs for myself, obviously for my own records, but I also write songs with other artists. So sometimes I might have you know, casting crowns over to my studio and we're writing a song together for their records. And then still other days I might be uh, recording the new podcast or working on a new book. And, you know, the fact that there's no two days in a week that are the same, that in itself winds up being creatively fueling. And sometimes conversations like this, you know, I'll wind up getting off of an interview or done with an interview like this and having a song idea come out of whatever we just talked about. So I'm always trying, you know, I think the job of a songwriter or creator is to, 
always have their ears tuned in, you know, and try to find inspiration in the ordinary. And, uh, and so in that sense, I guess my creative process never really stops. Not even when I'm sleeping, I find. <laughs> yes, I'm sure that's true. Well, I'll be sure to check your next album to see if there's anything about Charisma Connection on there. <laughs> well, it's a good start because you've already got nice alliteration in your show title. So, <laughs> uh, you know, songwriters, songwriters really like that. That's great. Just like pastors, huh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just finding those creative uh, turns on phrases or... The use of alliteration is always uh, always something that I lean to. Maybe that's why I'm that way, because my dad's a pastor. Uh, yes, and, I read uh, that. So, you know, just, yeah, and, you know, I always, and he was always big on titling his sermons, you know, so um, I guess I'm big on that as well. <laughs> well, you've got a new album out, uh, fittingly titled Brand New, but that's a title that goes right to the heart of the gospel, doesn't it? Uh, tell me, where did you become brand new in Christ? Where and when, I should ask? Absolutely, yeah. I, um, I found God on a blue couch. I, I was a preacher's kid growing up in the Chicago suburbs, and, you know, my parents had always encouraged me growing up that, that, that God wanted to have a personal relationship with me, that he loved me that much, and that this wasn't just the family business, you know. So when you grow up as a preacher's kid, that's one of the, the potential dangers of thinking is you kind of grow up going, well, that's, that's more what our family does than, than what I, than who I really am. And, and so my parents were always faithful in encouraging me that this is not just a family business. And so uh, one day as a 13 year old kid, I came home from school and I would, I did what I always do, grab a snack and sat down on this blue couch that we had in our living room and turn on the TV I was looking for a baseball game. I was a huge baseball fan. I still, I still am. And um, that particular day, well, then you must be happy that uh, you must be happy that the season started. <laughs> I, you know, I'm happy that the season started, but now all these teams are are getting coronavirus. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so exactly. <laughs> it's, been, it's been so bizarre uh, to see if it's going to happen. Plus, watching the games where they put there's the stands are empty and they put like pictures of real people in the stands. It's just uh, it's kind of creeping me out a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> I can see why. But back in the day when you could watch a normal baseball game, that was something I always loved. And instead of a baseball game, I found a Billy Graham crusade on TV. And mm. it was just something different that day. You know, normally I would have changed the channel when a preacher came on because I figured, man, I've had enough preaching, you know, <laughs> from Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesday night. But you know, something was just resonating in that moment. And, you know, I felt God really knocking at the door of my heart. And my mom saw me and she sat down and asked if I wanted to pray. And just as Billy Graham led an entire stadium full of people in a prayer, asking Jesus into their hearts, uh, little did Billy Graham know that there was a 13 year old kid in suburban Chicago who was also praying that prayer. And his mom was rejoicing along with the angels. So, uh, you know, that was a real moment in my life, a defining moment in my faith that has in many ways led me to where I am today. I always joke with my dad, you know, I uh, said, you know, dad, I heard thousands of your sermons, but it took Billy Graham to really make it stick. And uh, he doesn't <laughs> like that joke, but, uh, you know, he said, I don't care what it is that brought you to the Lord. I'm just glad that you listened, that you responded and that you followed Jesus today. I love how God meets us in the everyday. You were just sitting there having a snack, watching TV after school. Exactly, you know, in the unexpected. And, 
it was just, I don't know, there was something about what was taking place on that television screen. And maybe it was something, you know, I'm having to learn this with my kids too, you know, like, that I might say something to them and it, it might go in one ear and out the other. And then somebody else might speak that same truth into their life and they may hear it like a whole new revelation. And I think that's a moment that's really wound up, what wound up happening. You know, one of the coolest full one of the coolest full circle moments in my life was um, after my music career started to take off, I became friends with Billy's grandson, Will, and had done some events with Will's father, Franklin Graham. And Will surprised me one day and, and drove me to, to meet uh, granddad, which is, uh, which was Billy. And, and I got to sit at Billy's uh, kitchen table in his home in the mountains of North Carolina. And I remember we drank root beer together and we got to sit and chat and uh, he, he just poured into my life. And that was a moment I'll never forget, you know, getting to share with him. Hey, Billy, you know, I travel around the country now, just like you used to do. And I tell people about Jesus, just like you did. And, and it's uh, a huge part of that is because you, because you were faithful in your calling. And now I'm, now I'm carrying that on. So what a full circle moment that was. What a beautiful thing. Absolutely. So on the brand new album, I think you've got about 14 songs on there, and you have a special intro in your song list. I was wondering about the Just As I Am. Why did you choose to add that to the to the list? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, I'll, I'm so glad you asked that question. So um, that's at the very beginning of the album. And so now you know the story of Billy Graham. Well, guess what song the choir would sing as Billy Graham preached? And you remember George Beverly Shea? Yes. And they would lead, they would lead the entire audience in, Just as I am without one plea. And that old hymn, and the people would make their way forward as they were making a decision for Christ. And I just remember that hymn, and I remember that moment. And so, you know, this album, Brand New, it's really all about, it's so funny, so... My idea was for the cover of the album to actually be me sitting on a blue couch and the symbolic importance of that, meaning that, you know, sometimes I think what happens to a lot of us is we we have a moment, a defining moment in our faith. We decide to give our lives to Christ and then a whole lot of life happens, you know, and we look up one day and maybe feel like all of a sudden we're a million miles away from that decision and that life change and and then we wonder, are we ever going to get back to those moments where our faith felt alive and on fire? And so really this whole album is me kind of crying out saying like, I want to go back to that. I want to go back to the 13 year old kid uh, who didn't know much, but he knew that he loved Jesus. He knew Jesus loved him and he wanted the whole world to know that they can have hope. And, and so even starting the album with that hymn, just as I am, is a little tip of the hat to that that defining moment in my life and and sort of me saying, I want to return to that. But I'll tell you what the neatest thing is, Chris, through this experience and putting that music out is I feel like the Lord's shown me that too often I've been fooled into thinking that God stayed on the blue couch. And I look at my life now and I realize, wait a minute, like God's never left me. He doesn't stay at the moment that you said yes to him. And then you go off on your own. He's been with me all this time. And those times that I've felt the distance between me and God, 
God is not the reason. He's the one who leaves the 99 to find the one. He pursues every single one of us. And, uh, and so I think that's been the kind of the beautiful spiritual aha moment that I've been able to have. Just realizing, wait a minute, the Lord is with me now, just as he was with me then. He's calling me now, just as he was calling me then. That blue couch, as symbolic as it is, that's not where my faith stays. Yes, love it. And during this time of pandemic, you have a, a song called Take Heart, which is a song that really gives you a boost in the time of trouble. And you get us to even look at the character of God in this, that he's really for us. What's the story behind Take Heart? Well, you know, you mentioned at the beginning of our time that, you know, my creative process, that I'm always working on something. And, you know, even through quarantine, I found myself just being drawn to music. Music's always been a release for me. You know, um, sometimes uh, I'm releasing discouragement or fear or anxiety or worship praise. Sometimes I'm releasing the crazy, like the funny song, Quarantine Life, of just talking about the family adjusting to uh, being on lockdown and not being able to go to Starbucks and things like that. <laughs> but then the song Take Heart really came to me during a time where, just to be honest with you, I, I feel like there's been a lot of days during 2020 where I just have epically failed in my attitude, in my um, letting fear take over, um, the anxiety that I've been feeling, you know, I wish I could tell you that I just handled this unexpected year with, with just perfect Christian precision. But the truth is, is I've, you know, sometimes I've let my fear get the best in me. And I found myself returning to scriptures that I had memorized long ago and scriptures like John chapter 16, verse 33, that really just in a, in a sleepless night, I returned to that scripture, and the Lord really just spoke to my heart in a whole new way. I've read it a thousand times, and yet in that moment, it just it felt like those two words, take heart, were illuminated in a new way. Jesus was telling his disciples, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And I, I don't know, I just, uh, you know, the Bible talks about peace that passes understanding, and the reminder that I have trouble in this world, but I serve a God who has overcome this world, just, it did. It helped me to take heart. And I wanted to capture that emotion in a song because I figure like there's a lot of people out there who needed to hear those two words, you know, take heart, take comfort, take courage, take peace, uh, knowing that, that God is in control and he hasn't left us here to figure out 2020 on our own. And the other one I wanted to speak to in particular is a, a rather serious song and a call to the church. Uh, it's called Truth Be Told. Now, some of my work here at Charisma Media is in news, and sometimes we have some tough news come out about what's going on in the church or with pastors, and I think you address some of the causes in this song. Tell us about Truth Be Told. That uh, truth be told is uh, is really autobiographical. It comes from, you know, I think my desire to kind of get to the core of the most authentic version of who I am and, and just the kind of awareness of how much I hate to show people, um, you know, the less than perfect parts of my life. Nobody really loves that, but 
you know, as a preacher's kid, you know, I kind of grew up and developed an unwanted skill, you know, like this, it is a, it's a skill that has served me well in life, but it's really no way to live your life. And that's the skill of knowing how to dial it up and put on a face and knowing how to look the part of a good Christian and, and then falling into that trap of being more concerned about looking the part than actually living the part. I mean, the Bible warns us about that time and time again. There's a scripture that says, these people honor me with their mouths, but their, their hearts are far from me. And I think there's been times in my life where, you know, I honor God with my mouth, with my words, with my concerts, with my songs. And, and then deep down, I know that my relationship with the Lord is not where it needs to be. And, you know, I, I think maybe people don't like to hear that from their Christian role models, but I think people need to hear that from their Christian role models. I think the leaders are the, the ones who don't lead with some false perception of perfection, but instead the ones who lead with the, the cracks in their, in their heart, the one who, who let God shine through, you know, the shadows, the, the parts of their life that are less than put together. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think there's ever been a pretender that has changed the world. And, um, and this is a song that's my desire and really my desire for the church too, to, to love people as they are knowing that God is the only one capable of making them more like him. And the same goes for us. And so just, you know, how do I live a more authentic version of my story and stop getting caught up in showing everybody my highlight reel? Oh, I think you're not alone in that, Matthew. That's, that's a good word for the church. Now, I love this other song that you have on there called Walking Miracles. And I watched the video uh, where you went to William's house. Tell us about William. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, so William's this incredible 14-year-old kid from Las Cruces, New Mexico. And he shared his story with me. He met me at a concert and was so excited to share his story about how God had brought him through some really impossible odds. Um, as a baby, he suffered a severe stroke and the doctors didn't think he would survive. But he overcame one impossible odd after the other. And his perspective on life was just so inspiring to me. And he told me that he shared his testimony at his church because I encouraged, you know, I always encourage people share your story. And he said he got up on Easter Sunday and shared his story. And he said when he got to the part where the doctors told his parents that he would never walk again, he dropped the microphone and he ran a lap around the church and the whole church started cheering for him. And I was so touched by that story. That was a victory story. In an age of bad news, dark news, um, you know, people feeling helpless and hopeless, here's a great story of hope and a God who still does miracles today, but also a reminder that walking miracles are around us everywhere we go, and we all have our own miracle story. And uh, so I love being able to write songs that really highlight the stories of people's lives, just like William. And if you haven't seen that video, if your listeners haven't seen that video, I highly recommend it because William shares his story and uh, it'll it'll leave you teary-eyed and celebrating. Yes, the Kleenex came out at my desk this morning, so thanks for that. That's <laughs> <laughs> a really great story. Awesome. Very, very, very inspiring. Well, I want to get back to quarantine life. I mean, uh, 
not, I mean, actually the song. Uh, that's really fun. And what I want to know is, is that your dog? <laughs> that is my dog. Yeah. <laughs> Very cute. And where did where did you get where did you get the Clorox wipe that you used on your dog? <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, yeah, in the video, I sort of pretend that I'm wiping down my dog with the Clorox wipe, which uh, you know, in those early days of lockdown, we were wiping everything down with Clorox wipes, weren't we? And uh, we happened to have just enough in stock at our house to. Uh, to be able to last us through all the Amazon packages we were wiping. I, I felt like we were wiping each other down with Clorox wipes, <laughs> just not knowing which direction this virus was coming from. So, uh, but you know, that song was so much fun to write. And uh, I was joking with my fans on social media saying, Hey, you guys have listened to this song more than any of my Jesus songs, you know, <laughs> giving them a hard time. But, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I've never taken myself too seriously and I love, I love the chance to make people smile, make people laugh. And, uh, in, and hopefully that song, you know, put a smile on some people's faces during a time where, where those were few and far between, you know, really hard to come by. It was a lot of fun, Matthew, and, and one you can go back to when you need a good laugh. So I appreciate that. Well, folks, his name is Matthew West, and if you want to get acquainted with him and his music, you can do that at Matthew West. Com. Very simple, MatthewWest.com. It's been a pleasure having you on the show today, Matthew. I wonder if you would mind uh, closing us out with a prayer for our listeners. I'd be happy to. Thank you for having me on today. Let's, let's go ahead and pray right now. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for another day, another day to be alive. Um, help us not to take for granted a single moment that you've given us. You are the giver of life. You're the giver of the breath in our lungs and the beating in our hearts. And, uh, Lord, we, we want to make sure that we don't take for granted this day that you've blessed us with. And, and with each new day comes the reminder that your mercy is new every morning with the rising of the sun. And, boy, if that's not a reason for hope, I don't know what is. And in this time where we're looking for hope and so many people are hurting, in this time of unemployment and illness, in this time of uh, racial tension and this time of uncertainty and chaos in our world, where can we stand and know that we have a firm foundation? Where does our help come from? Lord, I pray for anybody listening to this right now, that their hearts will be powerfully reminded by your presence that when they look to you, they will find the help that they need. When they place their trust in you, they will find the firm foundation that will not crumble beneath their feet. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your strength. And we thank you for the reminder that you are all-knowing. Now we only see a glimpse, but you see the whole picture. And we know that you somehow, some way, are going to bring a new thing out of this season, this year of 2020, that's brought us plenty of surprises and unexpected obstacles. Lord, you're not caught off guard by that. You're in control. And you're with us now, and you'll lead us to a better day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Once again, Matthew West's website is matthewwest.com. I'm Chris Johnson. You've been listening to Charisma Connection. And be sure to check out our new podcast on the ever-growing Charisma Podcast Network. That's at cpnshows.com, cpnshows.com. Thanks for listening. 
This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.